0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keene, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keene Show. Just recently, I watched a video, almost an hour, of my friend TTOR, Truth, the Objective Reality, describing why it is that he believes in a young earth creationism. Now, as many of you know, I am an old earth creationist. As far as becoming a Christian, I never was able to accept what Kent Hovind, Matt Powell, TTOR, as well as many of my other former friends, as well as friends that I have now, I've never been able to accept based upon the information given. The argument is usually the Bible has genealogy, and if you were to count up all the names of the ancestors of the Hebrews and Jews, that this would somehow establish how old the earth is. Now, for me, this has always been difficult because I realize there's a lot of Christians out there that do not want to accept this, and they feel, I guess, as though they're doing something wrong spiritually and religious by stating this, but there are many books in the Bible that are still yet to be translated, and there are some books in the Bible that were removed due to the fact they were not canonized by the Catholic Church. So I feel like there's a lot of information that's been taken out as well as added into the Bible. I don't think that this in any kind of way takes away from the validity or the credibility of the Bible. It's just I think that there's a lot of mysteries that we still don't know. And even whenever we read the Bible, God says our our minds do not work as his— There are many things that he knows that we can't possibly understand. And it's one of the reasons usually at the end of the day why some Christians will um, say, you know, you'll just have to ask God whenever you talk to him or whenever you meet him and all this kind of stuff or pray about it, yada, yada, yada. But I have always taken all my young earth creationist friends seriously. I don't feel like it makes them less intelligent by having a different view or ideology than myself, but it does make me nervous that some of them are convinced that if you don't believe exactly as they do, then your salvation is in trouble, even if you try the best you can to be open-minded towards what they say. I don't hold it against them because I understand that they their argument is usually that every word in the Bible is breathed by God. So if it's breathed by God, then it can't be undeniable. It can't be questioned. There can't be any doubt there. I get that. I really do. But there's another thing, too, is I'm not sure that the Bible actually puts forth the story that they think is the truth whenever it comes to the age of the earth. Today I'm going to talk to an artificial intelligence, an AI. The AI obviously does not hold the position of atheism or Christianity or any religion. It doesn't even have a consciousness. It's just simply going to answer my questions. I'm going to ask it things. And it has the ability to access the Bible, the entire Internet, any piece of information that has ever been concluded by mankind or argued about, Bing is going to know about it. I'm using a new AI this time. I noticed that while using the other voice AI that I established, it continued to get offended by some of the things that I was talking to it about, and then it would lock me out and tell me I broke terms of service. Apparently, the company programmed certain words that triggered the AI Like, I couldn't talk about transgenders with it, I couldn't talk about is it possible if a man can get pregnant, and I couldn't talk about moral issues like killing and murder and that kind of stuff, which is, for some reason, a discussion that a lot of religious people and atheists like to get into. If you even mention the word kill or murder, the AI would tell you that it was locking you out for 10 minutes to an hour, and then whenever you learn how to have manners, you can come back. It doesn't understand how to differentiate between a person with bad intentions or just trying to have a discussion, if that makes sense. So this AI, this is through Bing. Anybody can use it. If you have Internet Explorer, which is now called Edge, you'll be able to use this um, tool for your own um, amusement or education purposes. I personally think that in the future, AI is probably going to replace teachers and preachers and anyone out there that Uh, speaks or is a mouthpiece for any organization or group out there, I really think that AI is going to eventually find itself into the classrooms, and this is what is going to teach not only young children, but also college students and universities, because it, it doesn't get tired, it doesn't get weary, it doesn't need to take vacations like normal human beings do. Well, let's start with it. We're going to I have the ability to speak to it now. I don't have to type to the AI like I did in the prior videos. This is a different one. I'll be able to ask it questions. It will hear my voice, and then it will respond to me. There will be at least a five-second delay at most whenever it's responding to me. Here we go. Are you familiar with the Bible?
1: Searching for Bible I have some knowledge about the Bible from web sources. The Bible is a collection of religious texts or scriptures that are held to be sacred in Christianity, Judaism, Samaritanism, Islam, and many other religions. The Bible is an anthology of texts of a variety of forms, originally written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Koine Greek. The term Bible can refer to the Hebrew Bible or the Christian Bible, which contains both the Old and New Testaments. The Bible is the holy scripture of the Christian religion, purporting to tell the history of the earth from its earliest creation to the spread of Christianity in the first century AD.
0: How old is Christianity?
1: Searching for Christianity origin date.
0: Takes a little while, folks.
1: Christianity is a major religion that originated from the life, teachings, and death of Jesus of Nazareth in the 1st century CE Christianity started as a small group of Jewish people in Judea present day Israel but it spread quickly throughout the Roman Empire and beyond Christianity has more than 2 billion followers today and is the most widely practiced religion in the world
0: How old is Judaism and the books of the Old Testament
1: searching for Judaism origin date. Judaism is one of the oldest monotheistic religions and was founded over 3,500 years ago in the Middle East. Judaism originated from the religion of ancient Israel and Judah, which was based on the worship of Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Judaism is the religion of the Jewish people, who believe that God made a special covenant with them and gave them the Torah, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament.
0: Who wrote the first five books of the Bible? How old is Genesis and who is its author?
1: Searching for author of the first five books of the Bible. The first five books of the Bible are also known as the Torah or the Pentateuch. Traditionally, both Jews and Christians believe that Moses is the author and compiler of these books. However, modern scholars have questioned this claim and proposed that the Pentateuch was produced by multiple authors working at different times and then edited together. The exact dates of composition and authorship are uncertain, but some scholars estimate that the final form of the Pentateuch was completed by the 5th century BCE. Genesis is the first book of the Bible and the Torah. It contains stories of creation, the fall of humanity, the flood, the patriarchs, and the origins of Israel. The author of Genesis is unknown, but some scholars suggest that it was composed by combining different sources of oral and written traditions. Some of these sources are known as J, Yahwist, E, Elohist, P, Priestley, and D, Deuteronomist. The J source is thought to be the oldest, dating back to the 10th or 9th century BCE, while the P source is thought to be the latest, dating back to the 6th or 5th century BCE.
0: According to the Bible, does the Bible give a literal example Or number on the age of the earth.
1: Searching for Bible Age of the Earth. The Bible does not explicitly give a number or a date for the age of the earth. However, some people have tried to estimate the age of the earth based on the genealogies and chronologies given in the Bible. According to this method, the earth and the universe are both only 6,000 years old. This age was arrived at using the chronology given in the Bible, especially in Genesis. According to this view, the creation story in Genesis is to be taken literally and God created everything in six days. However, this method of dating the earth has been challenged by many scientists and scholars who point out that there are many gaps and uncertainties in the biblical genealogies and chronologies. They also argue that there is abundant evidence from geology, astronomy, biology, and other fields that the earth and the universe are much older than 6,000 years. According to scientific estimates, the Earth is about 4.5 billion years old and the universe is about 13.8 billion years old. These estimates are based on various methods of measuring and dating natural phenomena, such as radiometric dating, fossil records, cosmic background radiation, and plate tectonics. Does
0: the Bible explicitly speak of what we refer to as dinosaurs? Does it mention dinosaurs at all in the Bible or something that is like it?
1: Searching for dinosaurs in the Bible. The Bible does not explicitly speak of what we refer to as dinosaurs. The word dinosaur was coined in 1842 by an English scientist, Dr. Richard Owens. However, the Bible does mention some creatures that may have been similar to dinosaurs, such as great sea creatures, or monsters, that God created on the fifth day of creation, Genesis 1 verse 21. Some scholars suggest that these creatures could include marine reptiles like plesiosaurs and mosasaurs. The Bible also describes some land animals that could be interpreted as dinosaurs.
0: What are some of the, gotta give it a moment, I don't think it's fully finished, All right, so we'll be asking us some more questions in a little bit. For some reason, it seems as though I think the—there uh, we go. Okay, I fixed it. Okay, so the Bible actually dictates that there are some creatures that are very uh, similar to that of dinosaurs, ladies and gentlemen. That's interesting. And it actually says on the fifth day that God may have done this. Let me try something weird with this. According to Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, is it possible from the reference point of God that the universe is actually much older as well as the Earth, and in our perception as humans, it comes off different, or earlier time, or appears later?
1: Searching for theory of relativity and God. According to Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, time and space are not absolute, but relative to the state of motion and the position of the observer. This means that different observers can experience different rates of time and lengths of space depending on their speed and gravity. For example, a clock on a spaceship moving very fast will tick slower than a clock on Earth, and a ruler on the spaceship will appear shorter than a ruler on Earth. This is called time dilation and length contraction. If we apply this theory to the reference point of God, we encounter some difficulties. First of all, we need to ask what kind of God we are talking about. Different religions and philosophies have different conceptions of God, such as a personal or impersonal God, a transcendent or imminent God, a creator or sustainer God, etc. Some of these conceptions may be more compatible with Einstein's theory than others. For example, if we assume that God is a personal being who interacts with the world and responds to human prayers, then we need to explain how God can communicate with different observers who experience different rates of time. If we assume that God is an impersonal principle or force that governs the laws of nature, then we need to explain how God can be consistent and universal in a relativistic universe. Secondly, we need to ask what kind of reference point God has. Does God have a specific location or speed in the universe? If so, then God would be subject to the same effects of relativity as any other observer. If not, then how can we compare God's reference point with ours? Does God have access to all possible reference points at once? If so, then how can we understand God's perspective on time and space? Does God transcend time and space altogether? If so, then how can we relate God's eternity and infinity to our finite and temporal existence? These are some of the questions that Einstein's theory of relativity raises for the concept of God. There is no definitive answer to these questions. As different theologians and philosophers have proposed different ways of reconciling relativity and religion. However, one possible way of approaching these questions is to recognize that both science and religion are human attempts to understand reality, and that both have their limitations and assumptions. Therefore, rather than trying to fit one into the other, we can try to appreciate both as complementary sources of knowledge and wisdom that can enrich our view of the world and our relationship with God.
0: Albert Einstein said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. Can you give the resource and reference to that?
1: Searching for Albert Einstein said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. The quote, the more I study science, the more I believe in God, is often attributed to Albert Einstein, but there is no clear evidence that he actually said it. The quote does not appear in any of his published writings or speeches, nor in any reliable biographies or memoirs of him. The quote may have originated from a paraphrase or a misquotation of something he said or wrote, or from a fabrication by someone else who wanted to use his authority to support their own views. However, there are some other quotes by Einstein that do express his views on science and religion, and they are more nuanced and complex than the simple statement above. For example, in a letter to a young girl who asked him if scientists pray, he wrote, Scientific research is based on the idea that everything that takes place is determined by laws of nature, and therefore this holds for the action of people. For this reason, a research scientist will hardly be inclined to believe that events could be influenced by a prayer, i.e. by a wish addressed to a supernatural being. However, it must be admitted that our actual knowledge of these laws is only imperfect and fragmentary, so that, actually, The belief in the existence of basic all-embracing laws in nature also rests on a sort of faith. All the same this faith has been largely justified so far by the success of scientific research. But, on the other hand, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man, and one in the face of which we with our modest powers must feel humble. In this way the pursuit of science leads to a religious feeling of a special sort, which is indeed quite different from the religiosity of someone more naive. In another letter to a philosopher who asked him about his concept of God, he wrote, I believe in Spinoza's God who reveals himself in the orderly harmony of what exists, not in a God who concerns himself with fates and actions of human beings. And in an interview with a German magazine, he said, I'm not an atheist and I don't think I can call myself a pantheist. We are in the position of a little child entering a huge library filled with books in many different languages. The child knows someone must have written those books. It does not know how. It does not understand the languages in which they are written. The child dimly suspects a mysterious order in the arrangement of the books but doesn't know what it is. That, it seems to me, is the attitude of even the most intelligent human being toward God. These quotes show that Einstein had a sense of awe and wonder at the beauty and harmony of nature, and that he recognized a higher intelligence or spirit behind it. However, he did not believe in a personal God who intervenes in human affairs or answers prayers. He also did not accept any specific religious doctrines or dogmas as authoritative or binding. He was respectful of different religious traditions and cultures. But he also valued scientific inquiry and rational thinking as essential for human progress and understanding. <clears throat> Can you
0: add up the chronology of the Bible and tell me the exact number that it equals out to mathematically?
1: Searching for, Chronology of the Bible. The chronology of the Bible is a complex and disputed topic that has been studied by many scholars and theologians over the centuries. There is no single or definitive way to add up the chronology of the Bible and tell the exact number that it equals out to mathematically, because different sources and methods may yield different results. Some of the factors that make the chronology of the Bible difficult to calculate are The Bible does not always provide clear or consistent dates or time spans for the events it narrates. Sometimes it uses vague terms like after or in those days or a long time that are hard to quantify. Sometimes it uses different calendars or systems of reckoning time, such as lunar months, solar years, regnal years, sabbatical years, jubilee years, etc., Sometimes it omits or repeats certain generations or reigns in its genealogies or lists of kings. Sometimes it has gaps or discrepancies between <clears throat> parallel accounts or different books. The Bible does not always agree with other historical sources or archaeological evidence for the dates of certain events or figures. For example, there is a debate about the date of the Exodus from Egypt, which some scholars place around 1446 BC based on 1 Kings 6 verse 1 while others place around 1260 BC based on Exodus 1 verse 11 and other clues. Similarly, there is a debate about the date of the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians, which some scholars place in 587 BC based on Jeremiah 52 verses 12 to 13, while others place in 586 BC based on 2 Kings 25 verses 8 to 9 and other evidence. The Bible does not always reflect the latest scientific findings or theories about the age of the earth or the universe. For example, some people have tried to calculate the age of the earth by adding up the ages of the patriarchs from Adam to Noah and from Noah to Abraham, and then adding other biblical events until the present day. This method yields an age of about 6,000 years for the earth which contradicts the scientific estimate of about 4.5 billion years based on radiometric dating and other methods. Similarly, some people have tried to calculate the date of creation by using biblical clues such as the genealogies, the Sabbath cycle, or the prophetic symbolism of numbers. This method yields various dates ranging from about 400 BC to about 10,000 BC which contradict the scientific estimate of about 13.8 billion years for the universe based on cosmological observations and models. Therefore, it is not possible to give a simple answer to your question, as different sources and methods may give different answers. However, if you are interested in exploring some of the possible ways to construct a chronology of the Bible, you can consult some of these resources. Chronology of the Bible, Wikipedia. Bible Timeline, Bible Hub biblical literalist chronology wikipedia free bible timeline a chronology of bible events bible study blueprint
0: according to the bible humans lived over 500 years some of them close to a thousand is that possible scientifically
1: Searching for Human Lifespan in the Bible According to the Bible, humans lived over 500 years, some of them close to 1,000 before the great flood that destroyed the wicked world in the days of Noah, Genesis 5. After the flood, the human lifespan gradually decreased until it reached about 70 or 80 years, which is the average lifespan today, Psalm 90 verse 10. The Bible does not give a clear explanation for why this change occurred, but there are some possible reasons that have been suggested by scholars and theologians. One possible reason is that the environmental conditions of the earth changed after the flood making it less conducive for human longevity. Some have proposed that before the flood, there was a water canopy above the earth that protected humans from harmful radiation and created a greenhouse effect that moderated the climate and enhanced plant growth. The flood may have collapsed this canopy and altered the atmospheric pressure, temperature, and oxygen levels of the earth. This may have affected human health and aging in various ways. Another possible reason is that God shortened human lifespan after the flood as a judgment for human sinfulness and corruption. Some have pointed out that Genesis 6 verse 3 implies that God set a limit of 120 years for human life as a way of restraining evil and showing mercy. The flood was an act of God's wrath against a wicked generation, but also an act of grace to preserve a righteous remnant through Noah and his family. After the flood, God made a covenant with Noah and his descendants to never again destroy the earth with water and to bless them with fruitfulness and dominion over the animals. However, God also warned them not to shed blood or eat blood and to respect human life as made in God's image. By reducing human lifespan, God may have intended to curb human violence and rebellion and to remind them of their mortality and accountability. A third possible reason is that human lifespan decreased after the flood due to genetic factors and natural selection. Some have suggested that before the flood, humans had more genetic diversity and fewer mutations that caused diseases and aging. The flood may have reduced the human gene pool and increased the chances of inheriting harmful genes from close relatives. This may have led to a decline in human health and vitality over generations. Alternatively, some have argued that before the Flood, humans had longer lifespans because they were better adapted to their environment and had fewer predators and competitors. The Flood may have changed the environment and introduced new challenges and threats for human survival. This may have favored shorter lifespans as an evolutionary advantage for reproduction and adaptation. These are some of the possible reasons for why humans lived longer before the Flood than after it according to the Bible. However, none of these reasons are explicitly stated or confirmed by the biblical text or by scientific evidence. Therefore, they should be regarded as speculative and tentative rather than definitive or authoritative. Ultimately, the Bible teaches that human lifespan is determined by God's sovereign will and purpose, and that human life is a precious gift from God that should be used for his glory and service.
0: Hmm. In the last decade, there was a group of people who found some soft tissue of a dinosaur, I believe a T-Rex. If the T-Rex had blood in it, then how could it possibly be millions of years old?
1: Searching for soft tissue of a dinosaur. The discovery of soft tissue and blood cells in dinosaur bones has been a controversial and puzzling phenomenon for paleontologists and scientists. The conventional view is that dinosaur fossils are millions of years old and that soft tissue should have decayed and mineralized long ago. However, some scientists have found evidence of soft tissue preservation in several dinosaur specimens, such as a Tyrannosaurus rex leg bone and a Triceratops horn. How can this be possible scientifically? There are several possible explanations for how soft tissue could survive for millions of years in dinosaur bones, but none of them are conclusive or widely accepted. Some of the proposed mechanisms are Iron Preservation Some scientists have suggested that iron from the blood of the dinosaurs could act as a preservative for the soft tissue by binding to it and preventing oxidation and bacterial degradation. Hmm,
0: that's fascinating. Mm. does jesus christ state that if we don't believe in young earth creationism then we will go to hell
1: searching for young earth creationism Young Earth Creationism (YEC) is a form of creationism that holds that the Earth and the universe were created by God in 6 literal days about 6,000 to 10,000 years ago, based on a literal interpretation of the book of Genesis. YEC rejects the scientific evidence and consensus that the Earth and the universe are billions of years old and that life evolved through natural processes over millions of years. Jesus Christ does not state that if we don't believe in Young Earth Creationism, then we will go to hell. In fact, Jesus Christ does not mention young earth creationism at all in the Bible. The term young earth creationism was coined in the 20th century by Henry Morris, a Christian engineer and founder of the Institute for Creation Research. Jesus Christ did not teach or endorse any specific scientific or historical views on the age or origin of the earth or the universe. Jesus Christ did teach that he is the Son of God, the Messiah and the Savior of the world. He taught that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets, to reveal God's love and grace, and to die for the sins of humanity and rise again. He taught that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life, John 3 verse He taught that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him, John 14:6). He taught that he will come again to judge the living and the dead and to establish his kingdom of righteousness and peace. Therefore, according to Jesus Christ, what determines whether we will go to heaven or hell is not our belief in young earth creationism or any other scientific or historical theory, but our faith in him and his work on the cross. Jesus Christ invites us to repent of our sins and trust in him as our Lord and Savior. He also invites us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves mark 12 verses 30 to 31 he also invites us to seek god's kingdom and his righteousness above all else matthew 6 verse 33 this does not mean that science and history are irrelevant or unimportant for christians on the contrary christians should value science and history as gifts from god that help us understand his creation and his works in history Christians should also be humble and respectful when engaging with different scientific and historical views, recognizing that human knowledge is limited and fallible. Christians should also be honest and faithful when interpreting the Bible, recognizing that it is God's inspired Word that reveals His character and His will for us. Christians should also be open and willing to learn from other Christians who may have different perspectives on science and history, recognizing that we are all members of one body in Christ. In summary, Jesus Christ does not say that if we don't believe in young earth creationism, then we will go to hell. He says that if we don't believe in him, then we will go to hell. He also says that if we do believe in him, then we will go to heaven. He also says that we should love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. He also says that we should seek God's kingdom and his righteousness above all else.
0: I have one last question. My question is, what is the best argument that young Earth creationists have that prove that the Earth is younger than 10,000 years?
1: Searching for best argument for young Earth creationism. Young Earth Creationists, YECs, have various arguments that they claim prove that the Earth is younger than 10,000 years. However, none of these arguments are convincing or valid, as they are based on faulty assumptions, misinterpretations of data, or ignorance of scientific evidence. Some of the common arguments used by YECs are the decay of the Earth's magnetic field, YEC's claim that the Earth's magnetic field is decaying so rapidly that it could not have existed more than 10,000 years ago. However, this argument ignores the fact that the Earth's magnetic field is not decaying in a simple exponential manner, but is affected by complex processes in the Earth's core that cause fluctuations and reversals over time. The magnetic field has been much stronger and weaker in the past than it is today, and there is no reason to think that it will disappear anytime soon. The amount of salt in the oceans YECs claim that the amount of salt in the oceans is increasing so rapidly that they could not have been more than 62 million years old. However, this argument assumes a constant rate of salt input and output, which is not realistic. The amount of salt in the oceans is balanced by various factors, such as precipitation, evaporation, river runoff, seafloor spreading, hydrothermal vents, and biological activity. The salinity of the oceans has varied over time and is not a reliable indicator of their age. The Presence of Soft Tissue in Dinosaur Fossils YECs claim that the discovery of soft tissue and blood cells in dinosaur fossils is evidence that dinosaurs lived recently, not millions of years ago. However, this argument fails to explain how soft tissue could survive for thousands of years without being degraded by bacteria and other agents. The presence of soft tissue in dinosaur fossils is a rare and puzzling phenomenon that challenges our understanding of fossilization and preservation, but it does not contradict the overwhelming evidence for the old age of dinosaurs based on radiometric dating, stratigraphy, biogeography, and other methods. The Lack of Human Fossils in Deeper Layers YECs claim that the absence of human fossils in deeper geological layers is evidence that humans were created recently, not millions of years ago. However, this argument ignores the fact that human fossils are rare and difficult to find because humans have a relatively low population density, high mobility, and cultural practices that affect their preservation. Moreover, human fossils have been found in layers that are older than 10,000 years, such as Neanderthals and Homo erectus, which contradict the YEC view of human origins and history. The Origin of Comets YECs claim that comets are evidence for a young solar system, because they have a limited lifespan and would have disintegrated if they were billions of years old. However, this argument overlooks the fact that comets are replenished by reservoirs of icy bodies in the outer solar system, such as the Kuiper Belt and the Oort Cloud. These reservoirs contain enough material to supply comets for billions of years. Furthermore, comets show signs of aging and evolution that are consistent with an old solar system. These are some of the best arguments that YECs have for a young Earth, but they are all flawed and unsupported by scientific evidence. The scientific consensus is that the Earth and the universe are billions of years old, and that life evolved through natural processes over millions of years. This consensus is based on multiple lines of evidence from various fields of science, such as geology, astronomy, physics, chemistry, biology, paleontology, archaeology, and history. There is no reason to doubt this consensus or to accept the YEC arguments as valid or reliable.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Brett Keene, watching and listening to The Brett Keene Show. You can listen to more of my stuff on my radio just simply by going to the links in my description. I hope that you all enjoyed the video. I simply asked the AI questions, and it uh, basically did a deep dive to all the research, all the studies, all the science, all the biblical information, all the arguments, and this is what it came up with. Now, I'm not saying that AIs are perfect. AIs can make flaws and mistakes because they were designed and programmed by humans, but at this point, I don't see any of the information that it has given me, or its conclusion of some information that it has researched, that uh, there's anything really to be refuted here. I am still holding on to the old Earth creationism. I do believe in God, but I do believe the universe is old as well as the Earth. And I'm sorry, I love my young creationist friends, but I... Well, you've heard for yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard the arguments, and you've also heard the AI explain why some of the arguments, or if not all of them, have been refuted or not reliable. But I'll keep listening. I always have an open mind. I have learned in my time on this earth that... Sometimes when we think that we've got things all figured out, sometimes when we think that we completely understand something, life tends to throw curves at us. So we should always be open-minded and always willing to learn and listen and uh, find out new things when new things come our way. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a wonderful day.